Hey everybody, hope you're having a great week. I mentioned on Sunday that I was not going to be able to finish all of the uh, all of my points, and uh, at the very end I kind of rushed through some of them, uh, but I had some of you come up afterwards and say, we sure would love to hear more of that, and so I, I jokingly during the, during the service said that I may send out an email, uh, and some of you took me seriously. So here I am, we're sending this out, this will be my first time to do this, I think, where I do a um, a message addendum. <laughs> Most of the time, I just push it to the next week. Uh, but I think there's some things in here that, that can be tied into last week. And also, we'll uh, act as a bridge to this coming week as well. Uh, before I get started, I want to remind you about Next Steps Night. That is, is this Sunday night, 5 p.m. at the Hills, right there at the Knoll Center. You can register online. Uh, go to our website. And look for the next steps tab, um, and you can you can register on Sunday. But it sure would be good for us to have a, a a better, more accurate number if you're coming or not. And this is what we call our new com- newcomers night. It's where people can come and get to know more about our church and what God's called us to do, and how they how you can get involved in that. Um, and then of course uh, February seventh. Here we go. Launch Sunday. Two services. At the hills, excited about that. We're growing, you know. Which, as what I talked about on Sunday, that's what um, that's what God created us to is to grow. Give me a sip of water here before we dive in. Uh, so on Sunday we were in Genesis one, and uh, the first Sunday we read Genesis one one through five. This past Sunday we read Genesis one six through twenty five. If you were there, um, you know that there was. There were some, uh, there was some funny moments there. We were trying to figure out what version we were all in. I was in one. The screens were in another one. Uh, but I'm reading it from the New Living Translation, and I won't read all those verses. Uh, <clears throat> but I do want to just hit a couple. Verse 11 says, The Lord said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. And these seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came, and that is what happened. And then, so uh, he says that. And then he come. If you if you jump down to verse twenty one of Genesis one, he says that each produced. He created the uh, the sea creatures and everything that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, and each producing offspring of the same kind. Verse twenty four. Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Um, so God made all wild animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. And so what we talked about Sunday is that everything God creates has the potential to reproduce itself. Plants, animals, mankind, and the the secret to that is the seed. The seed is the secret to life. So uh, the first thing we talked about was, number one, it, it starts with a seed. Everything begins with a seed. The tree, the fruit are what get the attention, but the seed, that little, small, hidden thing, is what has the power to reproduce. And I, I just felt that all week this week as we're getting ready for multiple services and all the little details that we're working on, and, and I could hear the Lord saying, you know, don't. Don't miss the seed, the hidden thing, because it's easy to get focused on what the stage will look like and how we're going to, you know, 
bring get people to park and when they're going to leave and what's going to happen with kids that we forget about those quiet alone times in prayer the seed is hidden and buried in, in the deep dark and and you don't hear much from it um, I was reminded I was reminded this week of how the hills began just in our home with you know 12 15 people and um, those small things those seeds are what have the power to reproduce. So don't neglect. The Bible says, don't despise the day of small things. Uh, don't be so busy looking for the tree that you forget the seed is important. <clears throat> Number two, it has to be the right seed. Um, one of the things that we said on Sunday is we grow what we sow, sow, sow what you want to grow. And that's very important. If you've got a harvest popping up of things we don't want, then we need to look at what we've been sowing and then sow how much you want to grow, not just what, but how much. Second Corinthians 9, 6 says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And I believe this has everything to do with giving, with our tithes and our, with our offerings. I also believe it has to do with our time, um, has to do with our talent, those three T's that we talk a lot about uh, at the Hills, and you'll hear uh, this this Sunday night at our Newcomers Night, at next, ne- next Steps Night, <clears throat> easy for me to say, at Next Steps Night. Um, those three T's are important, and, and how much you're willing to invest those. Do you, do you sow those sparingly or even stingy? Um, and you know, it's not just that, though. It's in our relationships. It's in... Uh, the time that we put into. We want to see a harvest. We want things to be successful in our life, but we're not willing to sow what is needed to be sown. You know, we complain about the outcome. Well, we really do. We complain about, you know, how little money we're making, or we complain about how much joy we have or how tired we are. But in reality, the harvest is in our hand, and it's called a seed, and we're the ones. The seed has one job. You had one job. The seed has one job, and that is to reproduce. Every seed, as I said before, has the potential to reproduce itself and to produce a harvest. But write this down. But the seed has no power without a sower. It has to have somebody. That seed is just laying there. It has absolutely no power until someone sows that seed. That's on us. Uh, God gives us uh, the seed, but then he puts the he puts the uh, power or, or the the ability for us to sow that seed. So number three, the seed must be planted. It starts with the seed. It must be the right seed. Number three, the seed must be planted. The seed has reproductive potential, but no reproductive power until it is sown. I'm gonna say that again. The seed has reproductive potential but no reproductive power until it is sown. Do you find yourself looking at your life and seeing things that have potential, but no power? Do you maybe have potential, but you don't have the power? Then maybe we need to look at, are you planted? Are you really rooted and grounded? And this this can be everything, like I've said before, from relationships to your job. I mean, if you're continually looking to leave that job and move on to the next thing, it could be that, there's great potential right where you are, but you're not seeing the power of that because you haven't planted. It is a law. 
The same thing with your walk with God and with the church. You know, God has given us this great place called the hills. And yet I look at some people that have great potential, but they're not seeing the power because they really haven't made that decision to plant. And you can't expect a harvest if you haven't sown. You know, the seed's not selfish. The sower is. The seed is not generous. The sower is. So it really comes down to the sower saying, I am going to take this seed that I have and not eat it or not put it in my pocket and count it and collect it. But I'm polish it and show it off. But I'm going to take this seed and I'm going to put it in the ground. You know, sowing, in your notes, if you want to write this down, sowing, just write this, sowing, and then the equal sign and put dying. Sowing equals dying. 1 Corinthians 15, 36-38 says, When you put a seed in the ground, it does not grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow. Man, that's good. But only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you're planting, then God gives it a new body he wants it, the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. So when you and I take that seed and put it in the ground, we have to leave it there until it dies. It has no power until it dies. And I think that speaks to dreams, to visions, to, to you know, some of you have an idea or had an idea of what you were supposed to do with your life. And I can tell you right now, we pastor some of you that I can see you trying to fulfill a vision and a dream that you had that really God wants you to bury. God would like for you to lay it down, put it in the ground, leave it alone. And if it's supposed to come to fruition, it will. And I'm going to tell you the best place to plant that is in the work, the house of God, the, the people of God, the just plant that thing, get it buried deep and say, God, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my vision under the ground for a little bit and allow your vision to grow and watch God. You know, this is your passion. I'm so passionate. We hear people say, I'm so passionate about doing this. Well, what if that passion is driving you towards something that God is not really intended for you to do? Or it could be that that passion is for a little later in your life. That dream, that vision is a little later in your life. I can tell you that's my, that's what happened with me. I had this passion and these dreams and visions that I was going to do. And man, I was just, I was going after it. And then God asked me to put that in the ground and let it die. And now I'm 46 years old and I'm starting to see the fruition of me putting that seed in the ground. Lay your life down. Lay your pride down. Bury it. Put it in the ground. You know, John 12, 23, Jesus said this, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into His glory. And I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Jesus was a seed. I love that. God sowed His best. He took His only Son and put Him on the earth and allowed Him to die, buried in the ground. Boy, you talk about He's, I love it. He's not asking us to do something he doesn't do. God does it. He continually gives his best. Trust, he puts, even in us, he puts 
this thing in us and trusts that we, he puts all these gifts and abilities and talents in us and he trusts that we're going to do what's right with them. You know, putting a seed in the ground requires a lot of faith. It really does. It requires a lot. You know what? Let me take that back. Putting a seed in the ground does require some faith. You have to trust because, you know, you have, you know, sometimes you put a seed in the ground about y'all, but I, I, if I put something in the ground, it's just going to die and it's not coming back to life. Kristen can, I think she can grow anything, but you know, that poor seed, if I ever get hold of it, it's just, it's a goner. <laughs> That's funny. I'm laughing at my own jokes. I'm pretending that y'all are laughing out there right now in my, I hear a laugh track going on. Um, but it, it requires some faith, and I said a moment ago that it requires a lot of faith. Reality, it doesn't require a lot of faith because it is a law. It's a law of of the law of the harvest. You sow, you reap. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, we see it happen every day. And when you go to the grocery store, you are you are that harvest. That, I mean, that law is happening. Sometimes when we put it into a spiritual context, we think that it is, um, you know, we think that it's some some big mystical big gotta have a lot of faith that's not really true just believe in it so but it the, the seed has the potential but the seed has no power without the sower another thing i'd like to say though is the seed also has no power without the soil so the seed it starts with the seed it must be the right seed the seed must be planted and number four the seed must be planted in the right soil some things will grow in certain soil that won't grow in other soil. We were in Texas, and we lived there, and there are some things that, you know, would grow there that won't grow here. And we brought some of those plants with us, and they just didn't work because that soil, the soil is what, is what tells the plant how good it's going to do, if it's going to flourish. So I, I think sometimes if we're not seeing growth in our life, you know, a moment ago I, I said, if you're seeing things grow in your life that you don't want, then look at what you're planting. Then I would also say, if you're not seeing growth, then look at where you're planted and where you're planting. Um, God wants us to flourish, but he wants us to get in that soil in deep, deep, deep. So the seed needs a sower and the seed needs the soil. There's a great parable, and I won't read it all, but it's Matthew 13. Um, it's called the parable of the sower. And uh, I, I really think that could also be called the parable of the soil. And it just says that the sower went out and sowed seed, and the, it landed on shallow, hard, rocky soil. Then some landed on thorny soil with weeds, and then some landed on fertile soil. And of course, the shallow hard rocky soil it didn't even it didn't do anything and that speaks to people with hard hearts um, you know folks that have been hurt uh, they've been trampled on they've been beat down and then the thorny weedy soil it it takes root and you think it's going to grow but then the weeds choke it out to me that speaks of your influences what you're what we're allowing around our life but then the third one was the fertile soil and it went in, it took root, it grew, and it produced up to 100-fold, 100 times. You know, man, I just feel the Lord. Listen to this. With God, if, if you're planted, if, if you'll take that seed 
and make sure it's the right seed and with an act of faith, put it in the ground and put it in good soil. Listen to this. With God, we don't get out what we put in. We get out much, much more than we put in. If you're putting it in that fertile soil. And that's what we always talk about. Psalms 92. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. I will tell you, yes, I'm a pastor. And yes, I love that. I love church. But I want you to take that out of it right now. I want you to hear me telling you what the word says. The best place that you and your kids can be planted is in God's house. I am living proof of that. I truly believe my buddy Brian Larson, who you guys have, will be hearing more of, he says that our life is a seed to be planted in God's house. I truly believe that. There's a difference in attending a church and being planted in a church. Attending is, uh, I go to that church. I like that church. Planted is, this is my church. You're committed. Planting equals commitment. You know, you got roots there. You don't, you don't just, you don't just run along and, and, and pull up a plant that's rooted without causing some damage. You don't, plants don't just run off to the next soil. Um, I want to ask you something. Are you, are you attending the hills? Are you coming and enjoying the worship and gleaning from the word, but not serving and not giving? Listen, this is not a guilt trip. I want you to hear, hear, hear my heart right now. You're missing out on your life flourishing by not being a tithe payer, by not giving in the offering, by not being a part of the vision fund, by not serving. There's no greater reward. Your life will begin to flourish. I want to encourage you to change that. I want to encourage you uh, to commit your seed to God, not just on Sundays, but throughout the week, in your life, in your in your home, at work, in your relationships. So it there has to, it all starts with the seed. The seed must be planted. Um, has to be the right seed, and then that seed has to be planted in the right soil. And uh, you know, I I really think that this is the key to to seeing success, to seeing the kingdom of God advanced throughout this next year. I believe 2016 is a, the, the greatest year uh, that the, it has the potential to be the greatest year uh, that we have seen as a church. But it's going, it's all really dependent on us making sure that we're willing to plant that seed. Let me pray over you. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. I thank you for technology, God, that um, I was able to to do this today. You're such a good God. I'm praying right now, God, for um, for for this word uh, to go forth and to impact, to affect, to uh, to change lives. Lord, those that have a seed that they've been holding on to and cherishing and and keeping close because they don't want it to be taken from them or they don't want it to be crushed or stolen. I pray, God, with an act of faith that they would take this seed and place it in the ground and trust in your law that whatever we sow, we're going to reap. And not just reap, we're going to reap a bountiful harvest. Thank you, God, for being such a good God that is always true to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all. 
Hope you have a great, great week. We'll see you Sunday morning, 10 o'clock.